0: If you're a fan of college football, then you know, or at least have heard, that in the SEC it just means more. This week, Pitt travels to the Smoky Mountains to challenge a former SEC Titan, and we'll find out just how much it means in the Southeastern Conference. Somebody's going to have to pay the boatman. We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pitt podcast. What was your message about finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in in
1: West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One a game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. This is the week of September 11, 2021, and this is the Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan.
0: And I'm Vince.
1: The preseason went well with a 51-7 win over UMass for Pitt. Wasn't quite a Bishop Sycamore situation, but the game was never in doubt. Now it's time. ACC versus SEC. Johnny Majors Classic. Vince, Johnny Majors. You know Johnny Majors. Let's go!
0: That's what it's all about this week, Alan. Johnny Majors Classic, Pitt, Tennessee, ACC, SEC. You said it all right there. That is what's going down this weekend. Big non-conference game. Power 5 non-conference game, Alan. And don't get no
1: bigger than this. This is why college football is great. Because two teams with no hope in hell of winning a championship (laughs) can still get up for a big showdown, for bragging rights over over the name of a coach, uh, bragging rights <laughs> for conference, bragging rights for fans on message boards. There is a lot of the line at Old Rocky Top this weekend. I cannot freaking wait!
0: Oh my goodness, I've I've been reading some of those uh, Tennessee message boards and yeah. other social media this week. They are fired up for this game, <laughs> Alan. <Alabama>. Just wait,
1: <laughs> I. I I know we're recording this one a little bit earlier than I thought we would this week, so I didn't get to my – I'm going to do a review on, on the side of the Tennessee student radio show or podcast on the football game. You know that's what I'm – I'm just scout the, the student <laughs> stations this season and see what they say, but I can only imagine because what I've seen online this week from Tennessee fans is absolutely adorable if you just hear it in a Tennessean accent. My goodness, I'm jealous of all the Pitt fans who get to go down there and experience that that big crowd they're going to have there at Neyland Stadium, and you know, one of the lowly SEC schools, but still a hell of an atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, hundred
0: thousand strong expected for for this one, and uh, you know they, you know, as far as they're concerned though, they're still in it uh, this year. So, so we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. It's, it's a battle of two teams that were once, you know, some of the some of the best in the land. And uh, maybe one of them will will get there again.
1: We'll we'll see. So, a full preview of the Pitt Tennessee game coming up. We will be reviewing the UMass game here shortly, and of course, we'll be talking about college football at large and having a whole lot of fun on today's show. Thank you for subscribing and listening to the program. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you could do so at H2P show on Twitter and wherever else you hang out in the social circles, except Facebook, because why would we be there when so much action is happening on Twitter and soon to be our new TikTok that I know Pam's going to get up and running for us, Vince, or maybe maybe I'll get my wife to do the TikTok for us. Maybe we'll have to get that going. We, we, they're saying we got to be on TikTok now. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't know much about it, but I'll take their word for it. I just want to do it just to add TikToks to the Pitternet segment. That's that's that'd be the, the reason to do so. And of course you could email us hail the number two pitpodcast at gmail.com. Appreciate any feedback there or on PantherLair where we also are lurking and posting some. We are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You could go to pretty easy to get your own personal producer at an affordable rate to help you get your podcast sounding great get it done, more importantly, and have someone that you could bounce ideas off with, uh, have someone you could order around, edit your show for you. It's a great thing to have. We do it. We suggest you do as well. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com to get started today. UMass. It was a black mass. <laughs> it was a black mass for UMass when they tried <laughs> to take down their old coach, Mark Whipple, 51-7. to 7, it was hardly a football game, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, I, the, a game that really never in doubt. Uh, pit, pit in control, you know, most of the way. You know, you saw some people complaining. Oh, they they didn't jump out twenty-one nothing in the first quarter. You know, how could they not do that? But really, they, they controlled this game top to bottom. Uh, maybe a couple things we didn't like, and we'll get to that. Uh, but you know, when, when you're winning fifty-one to seven and out out gaining your opponent by almost 400 yards of offense. uh, It's hard to find a lot of things to to really uh, have a gripe with.
1: Yeah, I I can't find any really for me. I mean, I am upset they scored, uh, they being the UMass Minutemen, but, you know, whatever. It was later in the game. Who knows, maybe fatigue or not (laughs) even caring. I don't know. But it doesn't bother me the more I think about it. Uh, Watching that game, you saw everything you wanted to see, minus the quarters being lowered to 10 minutes for the last, for the second <laughs> half Each, That that that's that's maybe the only thing Pitt didn't get done against UMass, but Kenny Pickett went out there, was efficient. Nick Patty was super efficient, didn't throw an incomplete pass. Uh you, you were you saw the stars on defense, the guys we expect to make big plays, make a couple big plays. Kalija Cancy was unblockable. Uh, even John Patrician was out there looking like the best player on the field, and may have won me over because coming from Penn State, you got to earn some respect, mate. Because you know, what do they say? What's the hen house? What do you say uh, about it? Uh, Fox store. the hen Henn house. house. If, yeah, that that's what I always thought that guy was <laughs> until this week, Vince. <laughs> yeah, maybe
0: uh, we'll we'll be we'll be getting to to that but uh <laughs> his performance johnny patrician but um yeah just a, a you said it very a, we'll start off on the offense just very efficient you know Kenny Pickett uh 27 for 37 272 yards two touchdowns uh Nick Patty you said completed all his passes Davis Bevel even came in there at the end threw a couple nice balls uh yeah, no interceptions from the quarterbacks. That's always a good thing. Uh and and that passing game uh seemed to come alive a little bit, Alan. Uh especially with some of those tight ends roaming the field.
1: Oh man, we got tight ends who could catch now. At least against <laughs> UMass. We'll see what happens when the there's actual coverage near them. Uh but Lucas Kroll was out there, actually caught some passes, got a touchdown. Um, but I, I have a real quick question going to the quarterbacks. Vince Davis Bevel got in there. I, I mean, not shocked. It was UMass. Hopefully we don't see him again, but unless it's another blowout of a team. Uh or release, though, him or Brad Johnson's son at LSU? Both of those guys <laughs> throw the ball very strange.
0: I'm going to say Brad Johnson's son. but uh... Max Johnson. <laughs> well, give, him the, uh...
1: give him his respect in his sissy purple jersey.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those, uh, you know, those tight ends, Alan, you say Lucas Kroll, uh, but also, uh, freshman Gavin Bartholomew, uh, you know, he added in three catches for 20 yards there. Uh, yeah. you know, those two guys combined. Al-
1: already calling Bartholomew an NFL player someday. Like he's getting that, that sort of hype behind him as a freshman. I've that's, seen on, on social media.
0: That's great to see. You know, I mean, th- th- this Whipple offense, yeah, they were still passing the ball every every almost every chance they got. But, you know, having those, uh, those big bodies work in the center of the field there, it seemed like it made a world of a difference.
1: It's going to be very helpful against a team that actually has speed this week. Uh, and they're going to be running and chasing your other guys around. So hopefully you could get that catch radius going for Lucas Kroll run over some DBs for Tennessee this weekend. We'll get into the the matchups coming up, but absolutely love that we saw tight end catch a touchdown pass. I don't think anything stood out more <laughs> offensively in that game against UMass, quote unquote game, Vince. But uh <laughs> I also I will say that uh you know, we we'll, we didn't see the the run game uh, you know, they they went out there and they of course pounded on UMass, but there's still I I don't they had no chance of sparking confidence in a new newly reinvigorated pit running game, uh, no matter what they did against UMass. So it was a lose lose in that regard going into that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, the running game a little perplexing there. Uh, you know, I was surprised to see whenever I checked the the box score after the game that we rushed for over two hundred yards. Um, but you know, you had I think it was like six running backs get get carries in this game. Nobody getting over eight carries. Uh, you even had some wide receivers touching the ball and some end-arounds. Uh, Shockey did a nice job with that. Uh, but really no running backs separating themselves from from the rest of the pack, which is, I don't know, kind of, I mean, you know, from what we were led to believe during training camp, we thought it was going to be uh, Israel Bonaconda being, being the main guy. But – it sounds like you know either coach who isn't too sure about that, or he just wanted to give everybody a little bit of time this week. I'm, I think I'm it still was not that, sure.
1: The latter. I'm I'm <clears throat> siding on the la- I think it was the latter. Just give everyone some some carries, get them some reps. Um, I think if the, the if this was you know this going into this week, if I'm betting, I'm betting on way more Abanaconda and way more Vincent Davis, who didn't see the field until way late in the game too. Um, disappointed we didn't see more Daniel Carter getting the ball or yeah. Todd Sibley. Just want to see the big slow guys get get to run against UMass <laughs> and run them over. Uh, they got some touches, but um, no, nothing. I don't. I don't want to read too much into the running back situation stemming from that game. I don't think we need to. This week will be a test, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, definitely a different kind of athlete they're going to be going against. Uh, you know, we'll see what they do. I mean, you know, uh, hot rod Rodney Hammond. You know kind of leading the way there eight carries 45 yards uh maybe he's going to be the guy uh going forward you know AJ Davis a guy that coach spoke very highly of of his uh of his you know pass blocking ability he got in for a touchdown so it's it's very difficult to tell and and you know you know the run blocking you know still in my opinion not 100% there with what I saw but uh it's It's difficult to judge when, especially in the first half, where you didn't run hardly at all.
1: Exactly. So TBD on the run game and this week will be a test because the Tennessee D-line presents a much different challenge than UMass. Yeah. uh, But also a team full of uh, transfers. Well, guys who transferred out mostly uh, that they're opposite they're facing this week. Uh, Defensively, though, against UMass, what more could you have asked for, Vince? I mean... John Patrician was out there like a maniac, got a couple sacks. And that that Lytle, the quarterback for U- UMass, the transfer from Colorado, I, it really, I, was, I almost felt sorry for him, see, trying to see him try to go out there and actually look downfield and then realize, oh, wait, I have no time to even do that and then just throw a wildly inaccurate pass on the run. Uh, many of those, all game long.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Pitts, you know, it's bad enough going against that, you know, that defensive line that, that we have. But, you know, the linebackers were just all over the field, uh, all over the backfield, chasing them around. You know, Pitt had five sacks in the game, four of them uh, coming from linebackers. Uh, that, and that's basically saying, you know, guys like John Morgan or, or, or Habakuk Baldonado, you know, weren't even, you know, making, you know, huge impact. They weren't getting to the quarterback first. Uh, so it it's I, I think that's a good thing, showing that you know we got a lot of guys that can, that can or, you know really get after it on on a pass rush, uh, just overall defensively, just a- absolutely dominating, it in this game, and uh, you know it's going to be a different type of challenge this week, but but I think you got to be impressed with what you saw.
1: Absolutely, but also did have a scare in that one defensively, we almost saw targeting. That could have been disaster.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's gotten a lot of talk in that uh, with that Ole Miss Louisville game. Lots, lots of targeting. Uh, target yeah. Bowl
1: brought yeah. to you by Target. <laughs> price wasn't yeah. at Target Field. Ha <laughs> ha! Got him. Uh, but that was really the only um, adversity the defense faced. Was the f- few moments we thought someone might get kicked out of the game. Other than yes. that, uh, total dominance and. Looking forward to more of it against Tennessee because I watched their game against Bowling Green, Vincent. Not very impressive against lesser competition on that side of the ball.
0: Yeah, we're going to be getting into that uh, in a little bit here. Um, but uh, And I think, I think we're both going to be on the same page as far as that. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the special teams, who we thought was going to be the return man, was not the return man, uh, Marquis Stovall, transfer from Hawaii. Was uh, returning the punts. Now this was one of the worst punters I've ever ever seen. This guy from UMass. <laughs> oh my it was like I was out there punting the ball, so I don't know if that had something to do with it. But just in terms of reading the ball and and you know knowing when to catch it and and making a return, this Dovall did not do very well. Uh, and Jalen Barden ended up replacing him, uh, the guy that we thought was going to be returning these kicks. It a very explosive player, yeah. So I would expect that to be, you know, the same thing coming into. I would expect Barden to take over. Uh, I think we've seen the last of Stovall on special teams, or at least I hope. Uh, and as far as the kicking game goes, you know, we we, we did miss one extra point, uh, but uh, Sam Scarden made one one field goal kick, and uh, all the other field goal kicks were were made. So I don't know if we know exactly who's going to be the main field goal kicker. Uh, whenever it, you know comes up for for a big kick, I guess well, that that remains to be seen. Uh, and the you know the kickoffs kickoffs were mostly into the end zone for that for that standpoint, so that's good. Um, it, you have any any concerns from the special teams, Alan?
1: I mean, I'll just say that the tinkering with Stovall to Barden that made no sense, but whatever. There, you know, it's going to be Barden. He looks fine uh, returning. But in terms of kicking, I am concerned. I mean, you imagine you're you got hundred thousand plus screaming, and it comes down to a field goal this Saturday. Pitt's not in a good spot if it's you know they're they're the ones kicking that that field goal to win the game or tie it or something at the end in that atmosphere. Do, Pitt does not have uh, an ice water veined kicker like they normally do. I feel like we've had that for the last decade, but we're starting over now and uh, thrown right into the fire potentially this weekend if it's a close one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little nervous about it myself. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't come down to that. Uh, a side note, Alan, I'm. I got uh, the the replay of the game on the ACC network here, and and it is Phil Campbell that was uh, initially uh, flagged for that targeting call. I knew so, it uh,
1: falsely flagged, false yeah, flag yeah, you're, operation. You're right.
0: you're right. We got away with. Well, I'm not. No,
1: it was. It wasn't a targeting call. It was we're, not we're, targeting. We're okay. It was reviewed. In we, Pitt was safe there, and they got through UMass pretty much squeaky clean. There was no injury, and then injury wise, coming out of that, we're not hearing anything. Major.
0: Not that we'd hear anything anyway.
1: But. Exactly, but nothing noticeable as fans that you could have seen in that game and say, "Oh no, I so and so." I hope they're ready for Tennessee after that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, unless they were just got, they all just got real tired of you know you just kicking. UMass ass for that (laughs) long but that's why they rotate on defense
0: yeah yeah a lot of guys got got in this game and then that's really nice to see
1: (laughs) yeah Kalijah Katsy's got a foot he was sticking it up the UMass (laughs) O-line's ass too much I don't know Uh, Narduzzi did not say that this week but uh Tennessee the Johnny Majors classic Vince here we go an opportunity for Pitt fans to go to an SEC stadium and experience all that as uh, visiting fans. An opportunity for Pitt to lower, bring itself down to the the level of a Tennessee uh, to give them uh, to give them uh, the ACC rub. I love the back and forth, Tennessee fans and Pitt fans. There's no respect here. I feel
0: no. There's not from from what from what I'm sensing.
1: <laughs> There's none Tennessee's a uh, uh, program in shambles to them or to us. And to them, Pitt is a mediocre run of the mill, former biggie school that they, as an SC school, C school, they don't have time for, it. but here we are on a Saturday down on good old Rocky Top.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is a big one for, for both programs. Make no, no mistake about it because I guarantee you both both these teams are sitting there saying if we can't beat these guys you know who who are we going to be able to beat yeah you know, that's kind of that's <laughs> kind of what they're saying uh so i'm i'm, I'm very interested to see you know how I, I think there's gonna be some nerves maybe on both these teams you know just because of, of the magnitude of this game because you're you know it's a big game and you're not even in the conference schedule yet uh and you got some tough games coming there
1: well, see, th- this is also, I mean, there's so much going into this. So you have two teams you said there's going to be nerves. I think Pitt has the edge there because they have Kenny Pickett and they have a lot of experience, six-year senior types. Um, and also you throw in the factor that this is, uh, is this game three between Hypel and Narduzzi? Yeah. Split, Splitting two and now this is the rubber match. So you got a, a, a mini rivalry here between two a competitive rivalry developing uh, and then you you throw in the fact that they have a bunch of young hungry uh, up-and-comers at Tennessee who are trying to rebuild this program they have transfers uh, with name value at quarterback they have uh, really high caliber recruits on defense that you know haven't stepped up yet there's a lot uh, of course on the line because it's Tennessee it's early in the season and When you're in the SEC, it just means more. So their season is literally on the line now. Josh Heupel might be fired shortly after this game, It That's no joke,
0: That's no joke. I think people are going to be calling for him to be fired after this game. And and, and my goodness, what does that say? uh, Even as
1: underdogs, that's how it works (laughs) in Tennessee.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, Alan, you touched on it. Uh, You know, Pitt has played against. Uh, you know Josh Heupel, you know multiple times here. Uh, does that does that favor somebody in this? Is that is that more more
1: in Heupel's favors or more in Narduzzi's favor? Um, no, because it all comes down to the players. The only thing that I'm bummed about is that now Heupel knows about the the pit special, so we can't use that against them if we need it at the That's end a good of this point. game. Yeah. So Narduzzi's already shown his hand in terms of trick plays uh, to Heupel. Um, But Hypol, even with, I mean, had a talented team in that game, but couldn't beat Pitt when he had a superior team, he got the job done. So now it's very interesting to see. This is a true test. Like, did he step up and now he has instantly quality players because he's in an SEC school? Because with if he's running things like he was at UCF with SEC players, you should be. Kicking a team like Pitt's butt all up and down the field offensively, but I don't see that happening because Pitt's defense is too damn good.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, uh, uh, Mackenzie Milton isn't walking through that door. Uh, D- Dylan Gabriel, no, it's ain't Joe walk- Milton. <laughs> <laughs> I know Dylan Gabriel ain't walking through that door. You know, uh, Joe Milton transfer from Michigan. Uh, you know, I I was absolutely shocked to see that he he was named the starting quarterback or even he was transferring here. Uh you know, I watched that game uh that they they played on uh, their first game against Bowling Green. Who now if you look at the score, it may have looked like they they just blew him out, you know, 38 to 6. Oh. That was only 14 to 6 at halftime.
1: Yeah, not uh, impressive.
0: You know, you know, uh Tennessee they got up 14 nothing real quick. Uh probably within like the first 5 6 minutes of the game. And then they didn't score the rest of the half, I think, in the third quarter. Or, I mean, in the second quarter, excuse me. Uh, you know, they barely had the ball. And that's the thing about this offense. You know, they're trying to go so fast that, you know, you could go at three and out real quick and give the ball right back. And, and, that, and that's like a watching problem. Canadian.
1: It's like watching Canadian football. It's almost like they play three-down football, how fast <laughs> they move sometimes, especially when they're miscommunicating the way they were in that game against Bowling Green. Do you think, though, maybe they're thinking about maybe playing Hendon Hooker instead of yeah. Joe Milton because he's yeah. more familiar with Pitt? Well, I mean, Hendon Hooker, I
0: mean, it's not like he did a great job against uh, against Pitt. I mean, last year, you know, Pitt destroyed Virginia Tech at home. Uh, so uh, now there is – they do have a, a – a very highly touted quarterback on their bench. Uh, Bailey, I believe, is his last name. Um, I, I was kind of surprised to see him, uh, you know, not getting a, a more of a look or even in the conversation uh, to play. Um, you, you know, I believe uh, Hooker did come in a little bit in that Bowling Green game. Um, but it just seems like for what, you know, Josh Heupel wants to do, Joe Milton isn't really the, the guy to do it. He's just not accurate enough as a quarterback. I mean he ran the ball uh, you know pretty effectively and you know he had, he had a couple to rushing touchdowns and coach noted that you know he he's big he's hard to bring down but you know in terms of you know these accurate balls downfield I'm I'm just not seeing it there uh, I'm not saying they ain't going to complete any cuz you know that they're going to take their shots but, you know, in terms of long run over four quarters, I think that's, I don't know if he's really the guy that can do that. They're, you know, I think they're really going to have to rely on this ground game uh, and and hopefully Pitt's uh, front seven is fast enough and in position enough in order to take him down.
1: Yeah, Pitt stopping the run will be the, the story when it's defense against the Tennessee offense, not too terrified of what Joe Milton can do through the air or even with his legs or even moving the, you know, the. Haste of the game quickly, with the Josh Heupel offense, um, Pitt. Uh, t- you know, just r- the tough thing here, the the thing to watch is st- keeping their keeping their breath, rotating, getting all the all the solid players Pitt has onto the field quick enough, uh, yeah. and making those substitutions. So it's going to be a real chess match watching. Uh, watching the pit defense against Tennessee's offense the same way it kind of was when UCF came to Pittsburgh uh, a few years ago. So this is uh this is the matchup to watch the thing here though, is the ball going down downfield won't be as accurate as crisp. At least it shouldn't uh, from what we've seen from Joe Milton, him beating Pitt through the air would be uh, upsetting to me as a pit fan, having the time to get it. That might happen maybe later in the game because, if Pitt gets, you know, blowed up from that pace of play, Vince, maybe he has some chances late in the game. That's why I think the first half's going to be huge if Pitt can have that lead because I think Tennessee in the second half could be tough. They were against Bowling Green, and uh, they are better in the second half against Bowling Green, and that's where I think they could hurt Pitt offensively.
0: Well, you know, the, those deep sideline throws have really been an Achilles heel for this defense. Uh, so yeah, I I definitely expect them to try to take some shots. There's no doubt about that. But like you said, Alan, uh, you know, if if we can, if we can get after them quick enough and don't allow those routes to develop, that's going to be key. And and, and Alan, you've, you've played in some up-tempo, uh, against some up-tempo offenses. You you know how difficult that is, uh, to, to get substitutions in there. Uh, and the key thing is, is if Pitt can substitute, you know, we definitely have the horses in order to get out there and, and, and and do some damage.
1: Yeah, the worst thing that could happen is if that Tennessee offense is humming and you just have guys like Keyshawn Camp just screaming to the sideline, "Get me off the field, sub, sub," but he can't because they're getting to the line of scrimmage already, and they're, they're they got their next play up and running.
0: You got to be careful about that because uh, you know this isn't just a passing offense. You know they they rushed. Yes. Uh, for for quite a lot against Bowling Green, they had two guys go for over a hundred yards: Jabari Small and, and Tyon Evans. Um, so I, I expect them to try to you know you know, mix in a lot of that running game. Uh, and I believe in the first matchup uh, that Pitt uh, played against UCF, uh, they had some big runs there. Now that was a much different Pitt defense than what, what we have now, uh, but you know that's definitely something we got to be got to be aware of uh Ty on evans uh there's some rumors i've seen alan that he he may be uh not able to play in this game we'll have to see what happens there and monitor that uh but you know regardless i expect uh i expect tennessee to at least try to establish uh some some run or try to get to the line hurry and, and run the ball
1: this is going to be a, a really exciting game uh, because of the atmosphere, but of course, when you're talking about a Josh Hypel offense, it could turn into a barn burner. So then, when Pitt has the ball, they're going to be going up against a Tennessee defense, Vince. That I think Kenny Pickett, for all he's worth, has a chance to pick apart. They're missing a very key player in that uh, Byron Young, right? A defensive lineman. Their defensive mm-hmm. line is their is their uh, strong suit on this D de- and uh, this unit. That's the best part of them. They're missing one of their best players. So they're handicapped going into the game. Uh, and they're playing a pit offense that has tight ends that could catch footballs.
0: Yeah. Most importantly. Yeah. And and uh and you know, Kenny Pickett's mobility may get tested here, uh, with how good um you know the uh the, that Tennessee uh, defensive line can be. They got some big guys there. It's gonna be tough, tough to run at them. There's no doubt about that. One thing I did see in that UMass game. Was, uh, it seemed like they were rolling uh, pick it out a lot or at least he, he was moving the pocket a little bit more. Uh, that could be something that they're gonna have to implement this week. Uh, Pitt is gonna have they do have some experience playing against this defense uh Tennessee's defensive coordinator uh, was an assistant coach at Penn State uh, last time uh, Pitt played against them so yeah you know, they do have some uh, you know, some you know, level of familiarity there. Uh, but it, it's going to be interesting to see how this how this uh, Tennessee defense goes. I don't know if we really got a good feel for them last week, Allen, uh, against a Bowling Green team. They were playing a walk-on freshman at center. I don't know if you saw that, Bowling Green.
1: Oh, man. Yikes. <laughs> and then and, that, and against Tennessee, and I saw this in Tennessee, has a nose tackle who's like 368 pounds in Elijah yeah. Simmons. They have a... They have size of course it's an SEC school so getting Kenny pickett out outside of the pocket and rolling, I think uh, could work although they they have some speed along that the edges uh, Tennessee that could give give Pitt fit so you know that's gonna be that's the matchup it's the it's Pitts O line against Tennessee's D line is is the marquee if you ask me for this game.
0: Yeah, you you might be right about that, and and one thing you know we we kind of talked about it you know all the transfers on Tennessee that they've had, I uh, I know at the linebacker position they're particularly thin, you know if you can you know maintain some possession and really tire these guys out, uh, we, we might be able to get some big plays in the in the second half, and you know that's that that's you know making sure we sustain our drives. Uh, that that we have, and making sure that we could get the defense off the field quickly, and you know, with how fast Tennessee wants to go, we might be
1: able to do that. Uh, going after the secondary though, if P- Kenny Pickett's got the time to throw downfield, how do you like the matchup of of Pitt's wide receivers against Tennessee's DB unit? Uh, I I mean the tra- the transfers killed him at linebacker, but also in the secondary a little bit too. They have experience out there, but. I don't know. I feel like this this favors Pitt as well if, if Kenny Pickett can get get the ball out of his hands.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I thought the receivers did a nice job getting open. Uh I know again granted it was just against UMass, but you know there there were guys open for sure and Kenny did hit them. Uh only one uh egregious drop I would say by Taysier Mack in the end zone. Um you know, can't have any of those this week, that's for sure. Um, but other than that, you know, I mean, guys were were catching the passes. They were running good routes. They were getting open. Um, and you know, if we're you know we're really spreading them out with with, with multiple looks, I, th- I think we should be able to find some nice matchups there.
1: Calling it, Lucas Crawl's gonna get one. But the big game for the pit uh, wideouts. Look out for the, for the first big Heisman uh, Heisman game for Jordan Addison. Here's where the campaign starts, Vince.
0: Okay, so how many uh, return touchdowns is he going to have?
1: I don't know about return touchdowns, but I'm going to say he's going for at least one 50-plus yard touchdown on offense and then maybe a big clutch second-half touchdown. Maybe to put it away. That's my prediction. Uh, If I'm picking Pitt to win, I haven't decided yet. i got to look at my green line here coming up when we get to picks for the weekend. But I do like Jordan Addison's matchup against – the Tennessee corners, even though they're not terrible, they've all played a lot. You have a uh, Warren Burrell who started some games. Alante Taylor is a senior, uh, but these are not. This is not LSU. And even though last week we saw LSU DBU get torched, <laughs> Tennessee maybe the SEC gets exposed in this game. That that might happen too. I mean, you got <laughs> UCLA beating LSU, uh, Pitt beats Tennessee. They might disband the whole conference after this weekend.
0: Yeah, Greg Sankey's got to really be shaking in his boots right now. He
1: he might ask to join the Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> Probably not. But there we go. Tennessee and Pitt. We're, we're kicking off high noon. A big noon kickoff. It's not the big noon kickoff. though. But it is Wans- a
0: big noon kickoff.
1: Yeah, once Wans- that won't be there. You think Dan Marino <laughs> and Peyton Manning will be there? We not supp- to uh, honor Johnny Majors.
0: You know what? They might be actually. I, actually, uh, Jackie Sherrill, I think is going to be the honorary captain. Believe it or not,
1: it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of good nostalgia for you if you're at the game. A lot of good pomp and circumstance for this too. Uh, hopefully, they'll have a trophy too for the winner. I don't know. Yeah, Big bronze is? statue of Johnny Majors. <laughs> it could be. So we have uh, anything left on this uh, game on the matchups that we need to highlight at all. I, I think we pretty much covered it. I, it's it's going to be a hell of a
0: battle for sure, and we'll we'll get to our prediction at the end of the show.
1: All right. Well, then from that, let's take it to uh, from you know you know intelligent conversation about matchups in football, and maybe lower ourselves to where everything gets lowered in value and in uh, class. It's the internet.
0: Can you explain what internet is?
1: I hear there's rumors on the
0: uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good dog football team. I'm proud of these
1: guys. So on 24 or on Vol Nation, this comes from 24 7 Vol. I must be a big Tennessee fan, Vince. Going on a Tennessee fan forum talking about the game. Excited about it. it says Pitts DBs are taught to hold, hold, and hold some more. If I was J H, that's Josh Hypel. I would get in refs' ears before the game and plant the seed. A lot of teams coach this concept and figure refs will get tired of throwing the laundry. And it's worked for Pitt over the years. Remember, <laughs> remember how Pitt was just holding and holding all the NC State receivers last year and they won the game? Yeah.
0: yeah. What, 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 what exactly has worked?
1: <laughs> remember how... Remember all those times of Vonsie Maddox just holding guys and nobody ever burned him? Lafayette Pitts, <laughs> nobody ever could get by him just because of the great philosophy Pitt has. Hold.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a, this is a bit of a stretch here. But I, I don't expect anything less uh, on, on VolNation.com, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee, they're gonna t- they're gonna take their shots downfield, and you know whether there's there's holding or not. I don't. You know, Pitt's gonna be playing a physical style of defense. Uh, you know, as in, it, you know, you had, a, had some new guys in the secondary last week. I thought they played pretty good. I mean, there was no uh, real uh, you know huge breakdowns in coverage or any, anything like that. Uh, maybe holding had something to do with it. I don't know, um, but. Uh, I I am excited to see more and more of these guys, you know, specifically Brandon Hill. I think he, he's an excellent player.
1: Yeah, Brandon Hill, you, you, who you called last week, could be a, one of the leaders uh, yeah. stepping up big time. Of course, taking the place of Paris Ford uh, last year and now full time this year. Um, yeah, the the the, the, the pitternet is is great, especially for a big. This is how you know games matter. Listen, this is this is awesome. Um, and you know, I mean, I, I, am not gonna, I'm not gonna say this is made up, but maybe, maybe that is the philosophy. I mean, Pitt's playing all that cover for Vince. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to just keep guys from getting downfield passing you. You got to You got to tell your DBs to use their hands. It's not a bad strategy.
0: No, no, not at all. I mean, you got to, you got
1: to be physical with them. There's no doubt about that. All right, Vince, last piece of PitterNet action we got on volnation.com as well. We were hanging out a lot, apparently, this week, you and I. This comes from Bring Back 98. Is Bring Back 98 the year 98? I'm thinking
0: so. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Yeah, that's that T
1: Martin year. <laughs> Bring Back 98 says lose to Pitt and go ahead and self impose the bull ban. <laughs> I think that will be because of Jeremy Pruitt uh, illegally <laughs> recruiting people. Your bowl <laughs> band there. Bring back '98. If you lose to Pitt, Clemson's lost to Pitt. You know, uh, North Carolina will lose to Pitt this year. Uh, now that I now I seen them play last week, my goodness, we called that one Vince. Yeah, um, this is this is just the this is the pin, the peak of this is just exactly the example you show of like people who are delusional being a fan of an SEC school. This is a joke, especially coming from a Tennessee fan. This one really upsets me. And if I was at Rocky Top it might get me to to really just not throw fists, but just get in someone's face and get into real loud conversations.
0: Yeah, there this this <laughs> Now there could be something to this that we don't we don't know about. Maybe they're on like the border of a of something really bad that they're gonna have to uh impose a sanction on we we don't know that for sure um well Pruitt
1: he got (laughs) violations and such while he was there
0: I I mean but I mean say say they do lose to the lose to Pitt this week uh say they do lose that game you know that they got uh now they do play Tennessee Tech next week uh but after that they got to play at Florida at Missouri home to South Carolina uh Home to Ole Miss, at Alabama, at Kentucky, uh, home to Georgia. You know, I mean, you're they're very well. That could be very well six losses right there, uh, and and in you know much jeopardy of not making a bowl game. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but it, it – I don't know if, it, if 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 this is the time you want to be putting a bowl ban on your uh, your school. I mean that doesn't that doesn't look good. I mean you you might as well just get get rid of the coach or something if you're going <laughs>
1: to bowl ban yourself right now. Tennessee is not in a good situation, but maybe they're inspired by Georgia beating Clemson, Vince. Maybe that SEC juice is back in Tennessee, and they're going to really represent very well this weekend against Pitt knowing all of that, going into this one. This is, look, they're putting the pressure on themselves. This conference is putting the pressure on them. The country's putting the pressure on Alliance versus SEC. There's a lot going into this one. This might be the biggest game of the year so far.
0: Across the country, you might be right. I mean, just so much on the line for both these programs, for for conference supremacy. Uh, both teams are undefeated, too. We can't Whole stress teams, that enough.
1: Yeah, exactly. Undefeated. And I guarantee you this is, I mean, the, everyone said the biggest game was Clemson and Georgia, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, come on. They 13 total points in that game. Lame. I mean, and now look at it. I mean, Georgia beat a winless team. How impressive is that, Vince? You got Pitt <laughs> and Tennessee. This is what it's all about. Look at them yeah. on the Pitternet talking it up. They're all hyped.
0: Yeah, yeah. Those, uh, yeah, those, those Vol fans, you know, you know, they they may be a little wild, a little unrational, but they they know when, when it's really important and when to show up. And I, I I have no doubt in my mind there's going to be a hundred thousand them there.
1: You want to talk rational? What do you say we get out of the piternet and we go around? I don't know. We'll take it from the Strip District to Troy Hill, go all the way around, go to the South Hills, go around, go around Pittsburgh and see what the what, what they're they're talking about go about this big away game for Pitt i mean they're talking about it everywhere johnny majors left a huge huge mark on the whole city and everybody who grew up there
0: yep yep i mean if you were you know if you were around in the 70s yeah you knew all about it and how how just damn good this team was <laughs> johnny majors had a lot to do with that another they coming and the panthers
1: are playing trying to find out what they You know them SEC teams, no matter how bad they are, all got much better athletes than Pitt. Yeah, we we don't even
0: recruit the Whipple
1: no more. But I will say, even though they got all them Southern kids, that O-line ain't ready for that patrician. You saw that kid. Uh, yeah, He ain't bad for a Penn State transfer. You do know he went to Central Catholic.
0: Hail to Pitt. (laughs) What
1: the are saying.
0: That's what the Inzers are saying. Uh, huge performance from Johnny Patrician uh, this past week. Alan, you're going to have to tell me what his pro football focus grade was at some point. I'm sure it was extremely high. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, before we get, get to our final talk on that game, we got a lot of big games around the country here, Alan. Uh, just some, some huge rivalry games. I can't wait to talk about them.
1: Oh, college football. Give it to me again, because last weekend was awesome. So fun to watch it all. Even though Georgia Clemson, there is great defense, not a lot of offense, very shocking to a lot of people, still entertaining. And then, I mean, you talk about Virginia Tech upsetting UNC earlier in the week that we kind of called on this show, did we? Can we take credit for picking that upset? Yeah, I think we can. I mean, what did we say? Virginia Tech special teams. I don't know if they really played that big of a factor. Uh, but, hey, you had Oklahoma go out there and get a scare. Everybody needs to remember this. If you're the road team in college football, especially early in the season, it's going to be trouble. Pick going to Tennessee scary this weekend because of all the pent-up frustration college football fans have. That's why, as Oregon goes to Ohio State, Vince, They are 14.5-point underdogs, and I think that might be about right because, man, I mean, they can't beat Ohio State normally, but now (laughs) taking this big marquee matchup and putting it into the horseshoe where fans are just chomping at the bit for something like this, I don't have a whole – and they had their best defender get hurt last week. Morgan's in trouble.
0: Yeah, if if Caleb on Thibodeau is not 100% – for it, if he's not 150 percent for this game, I don't, I don't know if, if Oregon can win. Um, you know, before the season, I thought Oregon had a good chance to to make the the playoff, and that was going to include winning this ball game. Um, I, I I still think Oregon uh, can can do it. I, I still think they can, but they're going to need to have Thibodeau uh, to be there. It, it's going to be it's going to be tough. There's no doubt about it. If he's not, I do think Ohio State covers this fourteen and a half points, probably late in the game with some big touchdowns.
1: Yeah, well, if you, you take if you want to want to jump on my green line, uh, I'm I'm going with Ohio State to beat that fourteen and a half, and I'm going with Ohio State uh, to to crush the Oregon Ducks because of that. Just because of that injury to Thibodeau, I mean. What's going on in that guy's head? How timid will he be if he's out there knowing you're going to be this NFL star? You have all this money, yeah. you're getting money now. You have all this, this huge, huge future ahead of you. You're just getting a taste of it now. And last week's scare or it wakes him up and he goes out there and goes berserk on the Buckeyes, which yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just can't see it happening. I'm picking Ohio State to win and cover.
0: I'll say this. If he plays, I'm going to pick Oregon to win this game.
1: If he plays? Yeah. Ugh, if, if, if he, he plays, if he's 100%. I, I expect him to play. I mean, this is college football. Now money's on the line personally and for the schools, <laughs> for the players and the <laughs> schools. He's playing. Uh, but I, uh, it, 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 I just don't see it happening. I play, even, in, again, you got to take into account it's 2021. College football is back to normal. And uh, Ohio State's fans are going to be there, ready
0: they for are. whatever they
1: Oregon's got. So, but that's good, and that's the big noon kickoff—the real. That one. is the big noon kickoff, yeah. The official one on Fox. Uh, Iowa uh, pounded last week in Indiana, the upstart Big Ten hype machine going into the season. Uh, now they're four and a half point dogs against rival Iowa State. Uh, some would say a. Sleeper to be, win the Big Twelve, uh, sitting. This is a nine versus ten matchup, Vince.
0: Yeah, this is probably the biggest game in the history of this rivalry, right here. I don't know. If, I don't know in if either. History. I don't know because if there's ever been a top ten, 10 matchup mm. between. And probably because Iowa State's never been in the top ten, but uh, th- this is going to be a, a hell of a game. Iowa looked very impressive. Um, you know that that game against Indiana, the two pick sixes early in that game. Allen. so that kind of got away from them there uh but but Iowa still by all counts looked pretty good uh but I, I do like this Iowa State team I know I know that they were they had a little bit of a scare against northern Iowa last week I think they were looking ahead a little bit maybe starting a little slow uh but I think this line is is priced you know at, at, as Iowa state as a, as a fair favorite for a reason I'm going with the Cyclones.
1: Yeah, I uh, I don't know four four and a half in a rivalry game like this. Um, well, you're I, saying
0: the home field means something here, and I was field States. should
1: mean it. Uh, but that I mean Hawkeyes fans are gonna are gonna infiltrate this place, right? They're gonna get in there. I, I don't know. There's I mean I, I imagine everybody in the town of Ames, Iowa is gonna be
0: there. Everyone in Ames will be there, and then the rest second half of the stadium will be filled by,
1: by the, the, the Iowa fans. Yeah. Exactly. And also <laughs> not impressive uh last week. Um you know your your favorite Brock, uh, Brock Purdy. Yeah. Um I mean uh, is he a super senior or a regular senior? No, I Feels think like he's he, been I think there just for a forever. regular guy. I mean this there's, there's a lot uh a lot this guy can do for his uh future in this game. Um I mean, put it out there, man and, and Finally, earn your your draft grade for the NFL, maybe. Um, but this is a this is a tough one for me to call. I err on the side of caution that it'll be close, so I would take Iowa against the four and a half. But um, I, I mean, I'm, I can't go against my home home bias that I'm on strong at least until week four. I'll say so. I'm going Iowa State to win.
0: Okay, yeah, you you, you might be right there. I, I it's it's gonna be a. It's going to be a hell of a game. I can't wait to see this one. I think this is a, a four o'clock or four thirty kickoff.
1: Yeah, I think this f- immediately follows the big noon kickoff of Ohio State and, and Oregon. No, I think this is actually an ABC game. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. You could get
0: this one with the good old Rabbit Ears.
1: With the, ra- oh, the Rabbit Ears are going to come in huge this weekend. Um, I also like in this game though. You do have like good. Isn't our, don't both schools have good tight ends? Or I know Iowa State has. They have that Kolar. Big I'm, guy. I'm sure. I, I'm sure Iowa 16. does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all. I know. I was watching the that that Kolar. He's got. I thought it was Bernie Kozar's son for half the game I was watching last week. <laughs> six foot six tight end, but not. No, no relation. Spelt differently too. I'm just stupid. What's our next game? We're talking about.
0: Uh, this is one. There's a lot of venom in this game. I mean, there's just going to be poison all over the field. Te- Texas laying seven and a half on the road at Arkansas. A huge Southwest con- Conference showdown. I can't remember the last time these two teams played. Uh, the the, uh, the these the Arkansas wants blood in this game. I'm telling you that right now
1: you're giving them a chance i i
0: I do i do like arkansas uh with the seven and a half at home you know there is just going to be smoke just bellowing out of those big hog nostrils in this
1: game and this is a future sec rivalry game
0: (laughs) yes it is yeah
1: don't forget (laughs) uh and so this is this is uh you know the I'm shocked, I have to say, because I thought coming out of Texas beating the Cajuns, you would have a lot more respect for them, but you don't. I'm not saying I don't
0: respect them. I'm just saying that you know uh, Sam Pittman, the coach at Arkansas, this guy as as uh, as an underdog, he he's good at creeping up on people. Uh, he he's I think he's got a well coached team. I'm excited to see these guys. This is going to be a hell of a game. I cannot wait to see this one. Uh, other than the pick game, this is probably the game I'm most excited for all weekend. <laughs> really? Yeah.
1: You're putting it all on, K- on KJ Jefferson and the Hogs. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm shocked. I'm going Texas to win and uh, show show the, S- the SEC they're coming for real in a-, in a couple years. This is exciting, though. It is a... It's a fun one. I wouldn't say it's the most game I'm most hyped for. Um, But let me see what my green line says on this game here, by the way, Vince, before we move on, because this not, you're you're building it up to me, at least. I mean, it's going to have to make it on the TV. My big game was Texas A&M in Colorado, not because well, it's going to be close nice... or anything. I'm, I'm excited. I just want to see the SEC get one back against the Big 12 and also see the, the Aggies uh try to beat that spread. And see, this is going to tell me if they could make the playoff, if they could cover against Colorado, their dogs by, uh, or they're favored by 17 on the road. That's, that's the interesting one to me, but let me pull up on my green line here real quick. Texas, Arkansas. There it is. See my green lines telling me that, Ooh, that. Yeah. I will. I think, I think Texas might even co- uh, cover in this one too. Okay. Seven. I, I like the cover and the win.
0: Right, we'll we'll see. It this is going to be an exciting ball game, I'm telling you.
1: One that's way based or on <laughs> That's based on all kinds of probabilities and assumptions, so who anything could happen when the the hog nostrils are flaring though. Oh my uh, goodness. Pitt and Tennessee, by the way, that that I'm going to give you my free best bet of the week there, everybody. That's A&M covering on the road against Colorado and if I'm wrong then we'll delete this part from the podcast afterwards Pitt and Tennessee Pitt favored on on the road against this SEC team by three and a half Vince did you ever think you'd live to see the day uh yeah I I do
0: because you know Tennessee is just not uh, they're just not that good uh yes they have some SEC athletes I, I don't think there's any any doubt about that but they're just not the you know, the how would you describe it they're just not they have that name value but they're not you know they're they're just not what they were they're a sheep in wolves clothing i i who guess who is that, kind that of
1: name gu- valuable to i don't know i maybe it's because i at least spent some, maybe. i spent I a few know. years in, in sec country covering it all i mean it's a joke it is the joke I mean, Vanderbilt is horrible, but they but they are like an afterthought. Tennessee is a joke because they still think they're relevant. And now Pitt gets to go down there. I never thought I'd see the day Pitt would just play an SEC team in my life on the road in a game like this. So that's what I'm hyped. But being favored, no surprise at all. I mean, look at it. Pitt on paper has the experience. They have the wave. They have the better quarterback. They have the the much better defense. They've got multiple defenders that should be able to make life hell for whoever plays quarterback and their transfer quarterbacks for Tennessee. And, and it's patchwork there for the volunteers in Josh Heupel's first year. Um, so the the thing to watch here is Pitt stopping that run. You got guys like Jabari Small out there for the Vols who can maybe cause a headache. You got speed. You got athleticism. Sure, the talent is there, but the cohesion the uh, ability to play as a team. I feel like Pitt has all those tangibles, like checkmarked going up against Tennessee. So I don't see why they can't go down there, win and cover.
0: Yeah. I mean, Tennessee just had, you know, they've had so many transfers and coaching changes and that's just it. You just can't, you know, expect to win against, uh, against, you know, decent teams whenever you have all that stuff. I mean, I'm not saying, you know Josh Heupel's not a bad coach, and you know maybe you know hopefully he doesn't outcoach Narduzzi on on Saturday, but hey, it it seems like they got a lot to to overcome there. I mean I would I think it'll take you know a lot of poor execution from Pitt and a lot of you know just maybe poor blocking, uh, and if Pitt's and it's Tennessee's defensive line is just all over Pickett. You know, during the game, that maybe maybe that's how how Pitt loses this game, um, but it's you know, Tennessee is just not what they not what they are. It's going to take a long time, uh maybe to recover from from all the stuff that they've gone through. Uh, so I do expect Pitt to, to win this game. They do have to execute. I can't stress that enough. They're not good enough where you know they could just sleepwalk uh, through a game. Uh, but I do expect Pitt to win this ball game. Uh, I'm going to say that they're going to win it. Uh, 28
1: to 17. I'm going to go with a similar score, but give uh, Kenny Pickett more respect. And I'm putting it on his name. 31 Pitt wins 31 to 17. Um, I think Pickett's going to do very well against this team. I think Pitt matches up well. The defensive line is going to be an issue from Tennessee side. Um, Watch out for guys like Caleb Tremblay. Uh, they've got a rotation of guys. So guys who may not even start could be in up in Kenny Pickett's face. But I feel like uh, Whipple's been ready for this one. Kenny's been ready. This is what Kenny Pickett and Mark Whipple came back for. So I'm going to bet on them that they made that decision collectively. And this is a big one they're hyped for. Let's do it. Yeah, this, it's going to this... cover and take that big win from the SEC. It just means more in the Johnny Majors classic. Does this game seem a lot like
0: the Florida State game last year where, you know, Florida State, you know, had this huge name value and everybody's worried about all these athletes that they have and then Pitt just went in there and just absolutely wiped the floor with them?
1: I mean, you could could say it's similar, but I would even say Florida State, a program in shambles at the time, it still had better ath- like I still think there's better players there than what we're seeing at Tennessee. Twenty five transfers left the program. That's a 25. lot. Twenty five. That's a lot. The most in the country. They lost a lot of. They were recruiting well. They would. They were up on you know those recruiting yeah. uh, rankings, but they lost a lot of those guys. So we're seeing JUCOs and transfers from other teams guys who were Juco's at other four years and then transferred to Tennessee. Like there's guys from all over. They have every, every someone from everywhere except Bishop Sycamore. And, <laughs> and there, this is a team that's learning how to play uh, together under a new system. I mean, it's okay. You're going to tell me you're going to bet on a team that's playing against a pit team. That's pretty much full of guys that have just been together for a three four years like so many returning seniors so many experienced underclassmen against a team that's got the quarterback from Michigan playing for the coach from UCF that's full of Juco transfers from USC that I you mean this is a patchwork team at home of course against a veteran team pitt has got yeah. the boxes checked already yeah,
0: I I hundred percent agree with you. I, I I'm just going to ask one question: Why would you know? We seem pretty confident Pitt's going to win this game and, and probably win it rather easily. Uh, why why was this line only th- only three three and a half points, Alan? I mean, it opened I th- I think you know even less than that, and you know uh, lots of money coming in on Pitt early in the week. Is this just a lack of respect for the ACC right now, and 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 an and an, AC, an average ACC team going on the road? And people just don't want to don't want to lay points with that. Is, is that what this is?
1: There are unknowns because okay, Pitt on the road in an SEC barn, very big big question mark. So it's something nobody's seen. I mean, people yeah. have not seen this. Uh, it's it's also early in the season, and like I've been talking about that home field factor. We'll see how that plays in. There will be some juice going for the Vols, and early on in the in the game, um, you know if Pitt. Maybe Pitt could be a little flustered. Maybe there will be a turnover early in the game. It's all about having the composure, getting those substitutions in properly and rotating correctly on defense in the second half, not getting blowed up there. And then the offense, of course, just executing yeah. and doing their thing. Uh, but there's there's factors going into this that are unknowns. Um, but And I could see why. I mean, betting on Pitt – on the road anywhere that isn't like a UMass to win over a touchdown is going to (laughs) be something I don't think we see often uh, until further notice.
0: Yeah. I mean, Pitt has not won a non-conference road game against a power five team. That's not Notre Dame since 2003. Uh, That's, that's a long time ago. Uh, We're coming up on almost 20 years. So the, This is something that they, this is, if they were to win this game, this would be some uncharted waters, uh, for, for this program. Uh, so it's, it's tough to buck those trends whenever they do happen, but they seem poised and ready to do it. I mean, if not now, when you talk about, you know, a a big barn with a hundred thousand people, uh, and I know coach said that we're going to be ready for that. And and a lot of the Vols fans are, are taking exception to those kinds of things, but, yeah, it's it seems like you know, you know, like you said, Kenny Pickett. There, we're going to be poised. We're going to be ready to go.
1: Yeah, hopefully they draw from the experience of the only thing I think they place they think they've played that might be sort of similar it would be in atmosphere would be Virginia Tech. Um, but, but they this played will, it at Penn State. Uh, at Penn State, of course, Clemson. in a in a rivalry game. Um, this is this is this is going to be. This is going to be interesting the first half, but yeah, I'm confident Pitt wins, and damn it, I'm hyped. So hyped, and streaks were made to be broken, Vince. 2003, was that Rod Rutherford? Yep, it was. Sorry, Rod. The streak is over. Pitt's back, (laughs) at least against non-conference foes not named Notre Dame on the road. Here we go. Hail to Pitt, baby. We got this. Pitt, Tennessee, the moment you've all been waiting for all offseason. And for a few years prior, who's going to bring home the first ever Johnny Majors classic fun show, Vince? We'd leave anything on the table or would we get it all out there? I think I think we got it all out there. Everybody that's traveling
0: down to the Smoky Mountains, stay safe and, and try to stay away from the mayor if you can.
1: Oh, and he yeah. <laughs> you don't want to because... You 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 step out of line there. If you while you're watching Pitt beat Tennessee, you might come home with a victory, but you might also have a broken back from a choke slam, or maybe a big boot, or maybe a top rope clothesline. I don't know. Just be ready. Don't get set on fire. Let Kenny Pickett light the field on fire, baby. Thank you for listening. For subscribing on your favorite podcast app whether you're on Apple or Google or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, you can leave a review. If you're a pit fan, just leave us a five star with an H2P. We'd appreciate it. And of course, tell your friends. And of course, don't forget. You can follow us at H2P show on all social media. We'll be back next week to recap Pitt in Tennessee. Look ahead to, you know, actually, I don't even, what's that. Ne- what is it? New Hampshire next week. I didn't even Western look on the Michigan. schedule western michigan when's new hampshire been waiting for that one is that a road game can we go there
0: too? no no that's a home game that's the week after
1: Uh, that's the one i got circled that's not for can't look too far ahead this week it's tennessee let's just leave it at that everybody thanks for listening we'll see you next week hail to pit everybody